The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by TIAA. TIAA makes you a retirement promise, a promise of a guaranteed retirement paycheck for life. Learn more at TIAA.org backslash promises pay off. LinkedIn presents. Welcome to Roundtable Talk. I am DC Marshall, founder and CEO of Diverse and Engaged. I am a Wall Street alum and a LinkedIn top voice on racial equality. And I'm here with my co-host, Mita. Hey there, Mita. Hey there, DC Marshall. I'm Mita Malik, a business leader, a diversity, equity, and inclusion champion, and most importantly, a mother. And my superpower is storytelling. And Mita and I, we started Brown Table Talk as a place to spill the tea on the hard truths women of color face in their workplaces. From my perspective as a Black woman, Black woman over here, and for Mita, her view as a South Asian woman. At our table, we unpack it all. We don't leave any juicy details out. And then we provide you with tips you need on not how to survive, but how do you thrive in organizations wherever you are? All right. So, Mita, what are we talking about today? Dee, I have a topic that I've been wanting to talk to you about for a while, which is what do you do after you have been laid off? What do you do after you have been laid off? It is a tough market right now. I know our community could use this conversation. As always, Dee and I are going to spill some tea and leave some tips for you at the end. Good, 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 good. So I love this topic and I love it because I have been there before I started Diverse and Engaged. And I've been on both sides, Mita. So this is a juicy topic. You know, I've been, I remember, you know, my first instance walking out with my box. So yes. I'm there with you all, all of our listeners. Yeah. We, mm-hmm. you know, we got you for this. So Mita, do you have a story or what what inspired this over and above the fact that the season is very yeah. telling about, you know, people transitioning? What, what do you have? I have been seeing so many stories on LinkedIn of individuals announcing that they had to lay off people, just like you said, or that they've been let go. And every single time, it's really interesting. It triggers memories of the twice I was let go. And I just go back to that place. And D, just like you said, back in the day, back in the day, <laughs> yes. before our virtual world, this is how you would be laid off, right? I remember, I'll still remember, I still remember the cubicle I was sitting in. Yes, I still say remember it. what I was wearing. Oh I still God. remember the, the desk phone lighting up and my yes. vice president saying, hi, Mita, could you join me in 234, yes. conference room 234? And I'm like, oh, I'm meeting with my vice president. <laughs> Bring my notebook <laughs> down and my pencil and my phone. And I'm thinking, oh, vice president wants to meet with me. And you walk into this room. And it's the vice president and, in this case, the woman from HR. And I'm, I'm still thinking, oh, getting a promotion. Oh, something's <laughs> happening. <laughs> and I'm like, still, because this is the first time I was ever let go. I had no idea. And it's a stark conference yeah. room. And, you know, the telltale, telltale sign is there's just that folder. Yeah. That's sitting there. Yeah, right? yes, yes. The, the manila folder. Absolutely. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Yes. Slide it over. 
And you're still like, oh, am I getting promoted? And she's like, you know, we're terminating your role. It was such a gut punch. I think from that experience, I learned really the hard way, and I still struggle with this, is never to have my self-worth tied to a job. Let me say that again. My identity, my self-worth, for that to be tied to a title, a promotion, a pay increase, that is what a layoff taught me. But I will tell you, and this is what I wanted to chat with you about, like, what do you do next? I was in such a state of shock, and I went into a really intense grieving period because it was in my 20s when I was first let go. And that was so much a part of my identity. Just think about when you're at a party, when you're meeting people, one of the first questions is, what do you do? We ask everyone this, what do you do? Rather than just saying, oh, Dee, tell me about yourself. Did you grow up here? What do you do on the weekends? Rather than just getting to know people, because as if I get to know you, you will say, oh, I'm the CEO and founder of Diverse and Engaged. But we, I think what's so difficult about being let go is how much of our identities are tied to it, right? How much of our identities are tied to it? Yeah, yeah. You know, I I so identify with the story and and the lesson. So similarly, I worked for one of the biggest, baddest financial services firms early in my career, like first job. And so similar thing, I'm sitting in the cubicle. I had a man boss um, at that time and I had a pretty decent relationship with him, but sure enough, the offers. Because you know, at that time, they would come around with your box. You have to leave immediately. Oh, yes, right? I had that too. Yep. Yes. Immediately. You have to leave Follow immediately. So, yes. But actually, at that time, they say, you know, we're restructuring. And so, right, we're eliminating your role. And then he offers, are you ready? He offers to walk me out <laughs> with my bo- box. <laughs> and he walks me to my car. He walks me to my car. It was harder on him than it was on me. Yeah, or at least, yeah. Yeah. He walks me, he offers. I allowed him to carry my box and put it in my car. That was more for him than you. That was more for him than you. More for him. Yeah. More for him. him. Yeah. 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 (laughs) But but here's why, but here's why. And here, I I do think there's a powerful lesson to learn in downsizing and restructuring, whether you are outside or whether you're inside, because I've been through several where I've been on the inside And then I've been through another and I was on the outside. And what I learned in that moment and why it was good for me and not as devastating is because I knew it wasn't personal. A new CEO had come in some months before. And then so when a new CEO comes in, there's restructuring, there's a re-evaluating the company. And so I knew that there was a restructuring, the handwriting was on the wall, and I knew it wasn't personal. And so that was a really interesting, it actually was an amazing lesson that I had to learn, young 20, first job or close to the first job, but it really helped save me throughout my career because I have seen people 
to your point, lose their job and lose their identity and completely lose it in terms of perspective. But now listen, I did have that experience of, well, well, who am I? So it was an, an aha, it, there was an awareness like, oh, wait, wait, like, who am I? How do I identify? So I, I agree with you, but that was, that was it. You know what I wish I had done, and this will part be part of what I know people are listening in and tuning in for. Thank you for being part of our community, Brown Table Talk community. I wish I had been more open about the fact that I was laid off, and I wish I had shared more vulnerably. I was so embarrassed and ashamed. I was blindsided, as you thought. I thought I was getting promoted, so I had no idea. Like I did not know it was coming. <laughs> I was like, what the? I had no idea. So. I was like, just went into myself and I was like, so ashamed and so embarrassed. Now, the second time I got laid off, I actually was much better and prepared to network and things like that. But I, I think we live in such an amazing time right now where so many people are openly sharing in social media that they've been laid off. And I have somebody who I have not spoken to this person in 15 years. We went to graduate school together he sent me a LinkedIn message telling me that he was terminated. He's looking for his next job. And I wrote back and said, yep, let's get coffee. Because I fundamentally believe this is the time when people really need you, right? And so uh, even if we haven't talked in many years, I'm okay with grabbing a coffee and doing what I can. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah. And I think that's important. I didn't and expect so, that to go that way. Look at you, friend. Okay. I mean, you're busy. You you said yes, because you, sidebar. You said yes, because you know a lot of people reach out to you. And so I know a lot of people reach out to me, but you know, I've been there and you've been there when you've been let yeah. go. Now, yeah. if you reach out to me and you were let go and I don't get back to you, please don't be upset. Now everybody's going to That's what I'm like. Well, <laughs> she's good. Folks listening in, like, I sent her a LinkedIn message last year and I'm I still know, waiting for I know, my LinkedIn messages, but I don't know why. I ended up seeing his name and I was like, oh my gosh. Well, good for you. Well, you know what? I like that it was an organic, authentic response. How about that? Yes. And yes. that you allowed yourself to be available for, yeah. for that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I do want to ask you though, I do think that some of us don't spend enough time grieving and going through the emotions of when we're let go, and I've had different experiences with different friends, I do mm-hmm. think it's okay to just take some time off and to mm-hmm. really just sit with what's happened. I think losing a job is as stressful as, they say, losing a loved one, a big move. It's like one of the top stressors in life. So what's your advice when you're working with clients? Because I know, well, no. I'm the original client that you can't get rid of. Let's just be clear. But as you're working with so many clients, all these um, incredible bosses that you work with, like what's your advice when you've first been let go? Like what's, you know, you take the time to grieve or do you just jump in and start networking? No, you are absolutely right. 100%. It's you have to pause, download, and reflect. So uh, we call it processing at Diverse and Engage. Mm -hmm. Like you have to have time to process. And process is an umbrella for a lot of the work that you will do. Um, One is downloading to identify all that was good, great, and wonderful about the job. Like you want to first do that and sort of package it up. Yeah, yeah. I love that because you know what? Well, you know, I thought I was getting promoted. I still can't get over that. But you know, you yeah. but you get laid <laughs> off and there's emotion. You're angry for a bit. There's there's sadness, yeah. there's 
you're angry. You're you're mm-hmm. upset with the boss. You're upset with the company. I can't believe there there are all these emotions. It's this all the stages we talk when we discuss grief. And so I love that perspective of like actually honor the time that you had there and really yeah. take the time to download and celebrate your successes. So so I know what you're going to say next is you can tell your story. Well, yes. And also because energetically you want to be in position for your next best, greatest opportunity. And you are not going to be in the best position if you're still holding on to any negative emotions. So you have to process it. And in fact, I should say precursor or part of that processing is to locate yourself. Locate yourself is the term that I use for locating your emotions. So there are 22 human emotions. Seven of them are positive and the rest are negative. It's what's the emotion that you're feeling right now about the job. Now, here's one of the things that I would share for all leaders is never be blindsided by a layoff. Why? Because it's a sign of maturity as a professional. It means when you are prepared after, you know, you'll have your one experience where you're completely blindsided, but never be blindsided ever again. You get one pass. We all get a pass, right? One pass. But after that, it's a sign of your business acumen and your business maturity. And here's what I mean by that. The handwriting is on the wall. If you're paying attention to industry, if you're paying attention to the company, if you're paying attention to quarterly earnings, quarterly reports, transition and leadership, then you will be much more aware of what is happening and not take it personal. And I'll just use myself as an example. I've had a couple colleagues in that first instance who literally wanted to fight the CEO. Like it was personal. I go, look, (laughs) friend, friend, sis, sis, girl, it's not personal. Nobody is up in the C-suite looking and like, it's not even about you. It is not about you. There's nobody in the C-suite really out to get you when it's a restructuring. This is about business. And the best thing that you can do, right. The best thing that you could do is not get caught up in that. Don't get caught up. And actually there's a little book. There's a book way back when, do you remember this book called who moved my cheese? Oh, I vaguely remember it. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, it was like a best practice of paying attention to the handwriting is on the wall. So I would say, what do you do during layoff? It's, you know, locate yourself. That means locate your emotion. And then you want to come out of a negative emotion into a positive emotion. It's not personal. So do that work, allow time, and then process um, the rest in terms of what was good, great, and wonderful. Because I will tell you this, for people who are really angry, it's like, look, did that job allow you to pay your mortgage, feed your kids? send your kids to school, pay for your vacation. Come on, somebody, say amen or out. Say Say amen or out. (laughs) Say it again. But Dee, I want to ask you about this. Before we get into the networking piece and how to talk to people about the fact that you've been laid off and asked for help, I have had friends and they are so angry and so upset and bitter, whatever description you want to use for that emotion. And it's really hard because you can tell it shows up in the interviews when you're trying to help and prepare people. What is your number one tip? Like, how do you let go of that anger? What are you supposed to do? Because if you can't let go of that anger, just like you said, I promise you, you're not going to land your next opportunity because you show up with that energy. If I show up to interview with you and I've been laid off, you can tell 
If I am still healing and I am still hurt and it's like, whether in person or over Zoom, you can feel it. You can feel that negative energy. Energetically, right? You can feel their heaviness. Yeah. I would say don't talk until you've resolved it because you can feel it. People know who you are, right? If you want to be angry, be angry, but don't talk to people. Don't waste people's time. And energetically, don't transfer that power or that energy. And I'll give you one more. What's the source of the anger? Like, what are you angry about? That so-and-so got to keep their job. And let's just talk about this also as women of color here, right? So sometimes we're processing and counting Okay, women of color, we're counting. And then white cis women, Mm -hmm. right? And Mm -hmm. so don't do that. Just, it's not going to be helpful. It's not useful. Certainly, you know, on our show, we talk very transparent about our lived experiences are very different, but that's not helpful. Not in this situation. It's not helpful. Not if you lost your job. It is not helpful. You're complete. You're done. Okay. It's not helpful. It's not helpful. So what do you do next? When you're in a good place and you're ready to start looking, I used to keep spreadsheets. I used to, Judy's laughing. She's not surprised. I used to write down every single person in my network. And it might start with family, neighbors. Maybe it's my community, temple, church, synagogue. People I went to school with. I just mentioned the person I hadn't talked to in like 15 years. And so I would just start to create a list and start to get comfortable. Like I know Dee very well. I would reach out to Dee, grab a coffee, grab some time, send her a note and start to talk to her about what I want to do next. Now, my advice here is be intentional. When I reach out to Dee, I am going to know what I want to do next. And that's really valuable. Like you just said, don't show up and send Dee a note if you're angry and don't show up and send Dee a note if you don't know what you want to do, unless Dee's a close friend. But right. when you were reaching out to your network, I'm going to say to Dee, Dee, I am looking for CFO roles. Yes. I appreciate yes. you. I appreciate your time. Here's my story. I'm sending you a blurb. I'm sending you a resume. Like That is very clear to show up with intention. Any other advice when you're asking people yeah. for help and showing up for the first time to say, hey, I'm looking for my next chapter? Yeah, share industry and or specific roles because you have to help people help you. And so people are really busy. And so what you said was correct, right? I'm looking for CFO roles. And then next would be an industry or area. And then the next is, and by the way, there's two opportunities that, that or two companies um, or my top three or my top five lists. I'm really interested in these three because what happens is for somebody who has a significant circle of influence, if you say, I'm looking for a CFO role and by the way, do you know, in fact, somebody reached out to me the other day. They're like, hey, do you know anybody over at, uh, I think it was like MasterCard or whatever. And I'm like, ah, nope, but hold on. Let me circle back. And what right. that meant is I think I know someone who knows somebody at MasterCard, but that was very helpful because then I could go to work on that one task in my network. Now I'm like, oh, now if you need Capital One or Visa, I got you. But MasterCard, I don't. And so that's an example. And that's how you help other people help you. The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by Medtronic. Medtronic is dedicated to the pursuit of life-transforming healthcare technology. From artificial intelligence to robotics and beyond, health tech is reinventing what's possible. Every year, Medtronic improves the lives of 74 million people. 
and we're just getting started. Visit Medtronic.com to learn more. The other thing I used to do when my network wasn't that big was if I knew Dee really well and I met with her and I told her, here are my intentions, I'm looking for a CFO role, I would actually ask Dee if there's one or two people she could introduce me to. So I always tried to end the meeting with asking for more introductions. I don't need five, I don't need 10, but if there was one more person that Dee could introduce me to, then it kept the momentum going. Because at some point, I'd go back to my spreadsheet and I'd be like, I'm done, I don't have anyone else to meet with. Like, what do I do now? And so what do you think about that tactic to like continue to build your network of support? I think that's it. That's gold. That's gold. That's gold. That's how you expand the network. I think that's uh, absolutely the way to go. And then, you know what I'm going to say next, D. You know what I'm going to say next. What's that? Get on LinkedIn. Get on, Get on LinkedIn. LinkedIn. <laughs> Let me tell you, Get it's on happening LinkedIn. on LinkedIn. It is happening yeah. on LinkedIn. And now, D, I'm hearing all these reports of like, from in the media that all these Twitter users are moving over to LinkedIn. So LinkedIn continues oh, yeah, to have yeah, a yeah. moment. We are part of the LinkedIn Podcast Network. We love LinkedIn. I spend way too much time on LinkedIn. But what I will tell you is thinking about it as being more than a digital resume. And if you go back to last season, D and I have a whole episode, particularly on why you need to be on LinkedIn. But if you can start to create, I mean, go beyond, make sure, D, make sure the picture is a professional one. That's all yes. I'm going to say. Oh my make goodness. sure you have oh a picture. Goodness. Make sure you have a picture. Make That's sure right. you have a picture. That part. Make sure you have a title. Make sure you have key search words, right? Where people who are looking for candidates, like if it's marketing or finance, make sure you have your experience listed. If you can get some recommendations from people who have worked with you, you can get that on your profile. And then just start trying to post twice a week and post on topics you want to be known for. You're looking for a CFO job? Make sure you're posting about things in the finance sector, finance industry, as opposed to, I don't know, posting about marketing, which is fine. It's just not going to get you the traction with recruiters. You want to really be showcasing your expertise on LinkedIn. What say you, Dee? Not only do I love that, I love the part about reaching out and chiming in um, on LinkedIn, meaning connecting with people before you reach out, before it's a cold. And we call that the cold contact. I do think there is a certain amount of grace extended if you ha- if you know people, right? It's that short list that you have that, you know, I call it my Fortune 50 list. Uh, uh, and it's a list of the top up to up to 50 people who you really want to build meaningful relationships with. Now, it's probably not 50 people. You like do you like that? I've never I've shared that I'm with gonna, you clearly. I'm, gonna, I'm writing that down. I'm I, writing that yes, down. I've given that to you when I coached your team and you. you it did, is like I forgot, part of strategy. I forgot. You forgot that. Well, actually you're doing it. Actually you're I'm doing, doing it, it, but it is I just forgot the it, label. Fortune. It's it's called the Fortune 50 list. Like, of course, I mirrored and modeled that after the Fortune 500 space. But the Fortune 50 list is up to 50 people who you want to build meaningful relationships with. Sidebar. These are people who you have connected with. They know you and yeah. you know them. It's not a cold list. It's I met Mita at an event or we spoke on a panel. I really like her. I'm going to add her to my Fortune 50 list because I want to lean in. And so what I 
I love that you said connect on LinkedIn, meaning before you reach out, go over, see what they're talking about, chime in, you know, words of encouragement, affirmation, engage in the conversation. That's the way to show up, particularly for people who, like me, sometimes I just don't know what to say on LinkedIn. It's, you know, Mita and I are, you know what I mean? Yes, I totally know what you I love the chime in piece because it's really, as a friend of mine said to me, it's these water cooler moments on LinkedIn. So you yeah. don't always have to be posting content. I think it's great to post content and you should for thought leadership. But if D is talking about ESG and I can give a financial perspective, I can go comment on her post. And that's also building my credibility on LinkedIn. You know, Dee, the other thing I got smarter at over time that I do now, because one of the things is when you're looking for a job, I had the meeting with Dee, I reached out, told me to send a resume. She said to follow up in three weeks. And then it's kind of like, what do I keep doing? I don't want to keep bothering her. You know what I would do? I would um, find articles of interest and I would send them to you as like a soft Mm -hmm. reminder. I might even send you a book that I had been reading which I've done for people um, that I've uh-huh. enjoyed. I might send you a text to see how you're doing. So I keep the connection going and keep myself top of mind to you without constantly being like, do you got a job for me? Did you find yeah. a vehicle job for me? Did you get a job That's for me? It. That's <laughs> it. Yeah. Because Dee's like, you know, when D finds an opportunity for me, she's going to reach out. But Dee's also busy. So how do I keep mm-hmm. myself top of mind? It's with those little... I would say little little love notes, little notes that I send throughout the year, whether yeah. it's text, emails, a gift in the mail, something like that. Yeah, yeah. It's the love touches or the nurture campaign in business. We call it the nurture campaign, which is why you have that Fortune 50. Yeah, you have that Fortune 50 list. It's so that you can nurture. You know, I just did a um, talk maybe last week to women business owners, and it was on this very thing, the nurture campaign. Nurture campaign. D, I can't, yeah. I can't keep in touch with all your talks. I just follow you on IG. <laughs> D's everywhere. DC Marshall, she's for well, hire. Uh, this is this is true. Diverse and engaged is for Diverse hire. Diverse and engaged. They can't, they can't trust me. Do that. Yeah. Uh, oh my God. Fortune yeah. Fit. And it was a nurture. nurture so campaign. you do, so yes. there's an intentional and then there's a, or an organic. So the intentional is the, it's time and duration. So after yes. an, a, a, you know, an initial connect, how much time after should you connect and how often? So there's a standing recurring. And then what you just mentioned is the organic, the organic keep in touch, you know, follow the Google alerts on the company, on the industry, on their profession. And that's how you can, if I'm nurturing our relationship, Mita, I'm going to track your genius and what you're passionate about, right? Marketing, inclusive culture. I'm going to follow you on heart on HBR. I'm going to, you know, your articles and stuff and things like that. And that'll inform me as to what to connect with you on. So yeah, that's it. Uh, two more things I want to mention before we get into the tips. I think also something I did each time I was let go and I got better at this is create a target list of companies you want to work at. Because then when I approach D, I have a list of companies like D, I'm thinking about this, this, and this. She might actually know someone there. She might with D everywhere she's going, she might meet somebody over at LinkedIn and be like, have you heard of my friend Mita Malik? You have an opening. She's, let me connect you to. So I think that's really important. So be proactive on like understanding what you want to do and the types of companies and profiles because that is how people can even be more helpful to you. And then the last thing, this bothers me so much, D, is like gratitude. Let's be grateful for the time people give us. I can't tell you how many times on LinkedIn I see people 
have gotten a new job, which I'm happy that they got a new job. But I'm like, I talked to you like three months ago and like, you like never updated me. Like it would have been nice to get a note. So now what I do, like when I joined Carta almost, gosh, two years ago, I went back to my network and I sent a note to everybody or a text Mm -hmm. who would help me just to say, I just want to thank you and update you before it Mm -hmm. goes on LinkedIn, before it goes on LinkedIn. That's right? really just sweet. The gratitude yeah. Because you gave me yeah. 30 minutes, you gave me 40 minutes. And like, I should send you a note to follow up. And that helps build the relationship. It helps continue. Yeah. It does. It does. And I'll add to this. And before we go to tips, I'll add and then a quick, quick story. And then it's also asking and let me know, or how can I support you? So, you know, that specific question goes a long way. So one part of that conversation is, and let me know if I can support you in any way. And then said differently, how can I support you? That's a direct question, right? Because the person then has to respond. Um, Or I appreciate you, you know, your time. How can I support you? You can include that in the thank you note. That's right. That's right. And wait for people to respond. Wait for people to respond. You know, here's what I will say before we go to the tips about the layoff and how to manage uh, this very awkward and uncomfortable experience. It's the biggest hit is loss of identity. And I think there is an opportunity for self-discovery. I think it's an opportunity for self-discovery because that's really the pain point. Beyond the anger, we talked about the emotion of it, the anger, but the other part of it is the loss of identity. If you had a big job and a big title, at the time I had a big job and a big title, I worked for Merrill Lynch um, early in my career. And I had a self-discovery opportunity early in my career, and that is really how I became this DC Marshal. Wow. Yeah, I probably should, could have said that on the front end. Like, how did I become this person? Because people ask all the time, how, how do you get up on stages and you fly here and you do this and you do that? You've scaled your company and, you know, how? And I'm going to tell you, it was a layoff. Layoffs can be life-changing. Somebody needs to write that down. Hashtag layoff, layoff life change. can be life-changing. And, right, layoff, self-discovery. And that is the piece that I think is the greatest opportunity because the next time I was part of a layoff, off. I was actually left inside and they say, you know, there's remorse there. But then the next time I was on the outside, I, my energy and spirit was so positive. The woman from the uh, the search firm, it was probably like a Lee Heck Harrison or something. You know, they really, I think, were a prominent figure in transition work. The woman was so confused after she told me I was losing my job. She wanted to find me a job. She wanted to find because she's like, let her job. She couldn't understand why I was so positive and my energy. And I said, oh, thank you very much. And what I would always say to people who are laid off, I would say, congratulations. People thought I was crazy. You know why? A layoff is promotion, people. It's a promotion. Whether you know where you're going or not, you don't need to necessarily have the next job lined up or the next opportunity, but it is a promotion. Wherever you go next is a promotion. I want you to think about it. It is never a demotion, you're demoted internal inside of an organization. But when you are laid off, it's a promotion. Your next opportunity is going to be the promotion. But how you're going to resolve this identity piece is really about you finding yourself so that you're never challenged when the rug is pulled out from under you and the rug being your identity. 
All right. Wow. What a show. Okay. So now let's get to the tips. Number one is locate your emotion, right? If you're angry. Remember the first thing, the first order of business is to locate your emotion, negative emotion, the anger, and don't do anything until you locate and then move into number two. You're going to do the processing. What is the processing? Gratitude, Write down all of the things that you're grateful for in the role and then go on your self-discovery journey. That is number two. Now for number three, Mita. Yes, as I learned from DC Marshall, number three, you need your Fortune 50 list. Who are the people in your network community that you are going to reach out to to ask for help? And then as Dee also taught me, number four, the nurture campaign. How do you keep those relationships up? How do you keep in touch with people as you're in the process looking for your next great opportunity? And then five, gratitude. Don't forget to reach back out to those people when you have landed your job. And to anyone who's listening right now who's struggling because they've been let go, Dee and I are here for you. The Brown Table Talk podcast community is here for you. You are going to land that next amazing opportunity. We are rooting for you. So we can't wait to hear the update. And please go back to your network and let them know that you have landed that next great opportunity. Dee, we are out of time. Thank you so much. This was a really important conversation to have today. And if you liked what we had to say, please share it, this conversation with someone who needs it today. We will see you next time at the Brown Table Talk podcast. Cue the music. Side effects of listening to Brown Table Talk may include allies unleashed, getting paid more, and a dose of badassery all the way around. More at www.browntabletalkpodcast.com.